0: Part 2 of Countess Julie by August Strindberg. Translated by Edith and Warner Oland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Countess Julie, Part 2. Enter Julie alone, sees the havoc the visitors have made, clasps her hands, takes out powder-box and powders her face. Enter Jean exuberant. There, you see?
1: And you heard them. Do you think it's possible for us
2: to remain here any longer? No, I don't. But what's to be done? Fly! Travel! Far from here! Travel? Yes! Yes! but where to
1: switzerland to the italian lakes you've never been there no is it beautiful there oh an eternal summer oranges trees laurels oh but what shall we do there i'll open a first-class hotel for first-class patrons
2: hotel
1: ah that is life you shall see new faces constantly, different languages, not a moment for boredom, always something to do day and night, the bell ringing, the trains whistling, the omnibus coming and going, and all the time the gold pieces rolling into the till.
2: That is life. Yes, that is life. And I? The mistress of the establishment, the ornament of the house,
1: with your looks and your manners, Oh, it's a sure success, colossal! You could sit like a queen in the office and set the slaves in action by touching an electric button. The guests line up before your throne and shyly lay their riches on your desk. You can't believe how people tremble when they get their bills. I can salt the bills and you can sweeten them with your most bewitching smile. Ha, let us get away from here
0: takes a time-table from his pocket.
1: By the next train we can be at Malmö at six-thirty, Hamburg by eight-forty tomorrow morning, Frankfurt the day after, and at Como by the Saint Gotar route in about. Let me see.
2: Three days. Three days. All that is well enough. But, Jean, you must give me courage. Take me in your arms and tell me that you love me. Hesitatingly, I will. But I daren't, not again in this
0: house. I love you, of course. Do you doubt that?" shyly and with womanliness. You,
2: say thou to me. Between us there can be no more formality. Say thou. I can't. There must be formality between us,
1: as long as we are in this house. There is the memory of the past. And there's the Count, your father. I have never known anyone else for whom I have such respect. I need only see his gloves lying in a chair to feel my own insignificance. I have only to hear his bell to start like a nervous horse. And now as I see his boots standing there so stiff and proper, I feel like bowing and scraping. Gives boots a kick. Superstitions and prejudices taught in childhood can't be uprooted in a moment let us go to a country that is a republic where they'll stand on their heads for my coachman's livery on their heads shall they stand but i shall not i am not born to bow and scrape for there's stuff in me character if i only get hold of the first limb you shall see me climb i am a coachman to-day but next year i shall be a proprietor in two years a gentleman of income, then for Romania, where I'll let them decorate me, and can, mark you, can, and account. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, in Romania one can buy a title cheap, and so you can be a countess just the same. My countess.
2: What do I care for all that, which I now cast behind me? Say that you love me, else what am I without it?
1: I'll say it a thousand times afterwards, but not here. Above all, let us have no sentimentality now, or everything will fall through. We must look at
0: this matter coldly like sensible people. Takes out a cigar and lights it.
1: Now sit down there, and I'll sit here, and we'll talk it over as if nothing had happened.
2: Steggard. Oh, my God, have you no feeling?
1: I? (laughs) No one living has more feeling than I. But I can restrain myself. A moment ago you could kiss my slipper, and now—harshly. That was then. Now we have other things to think about. Don't speak harshly to me. Not harshly, but wisely. One folly has been committed. Commit no more. The Count may be here at any moment, and before he comes our fate must be settled. How do my plans for the future strike you? Do you approve
2: of them? They seem acceptable enough. But one question. For such a great undertaking, a large capital is necessary. Have
0: you that? Chewing his cigar.
1: I?
2: To be sure,
1: I have my regular occupation, my unusual experience, my knowledge of different languages. That is capital that counts, I should say. But with all that you could not buy a railway ticket. That's true, and for that reason I'm looking for a backer who can furnish the funds. How can that be
2: done at a moment's notice?
1: That is for you to say, if you wish to be my companion. I can't, as I have
2: nothing myself. A pause. Then the whole matter drops. And?
1: Things remain as they are.
2: Do you think I could remain under this roof after— do you think i will allow the people to point at me in scorn or that i can ever look my father in the face again never take me away from this humiliation and dishonour Oh, what have i done oh my god what have i done
0: weeping so you
1: are beginning in that tune now what have you done the same as many before you
2: and now you despise me i am Falling! I am
1: falling! Fall down to my level. I'll lift you up afterwards.
2: What strange power drew me to you? The weak to the strong, the falling to the rising. Or is this love? This love? Do you know what love is?
1: I? Yes. Do you think it's the first time? What language! What thoughts! I am what life has made me. Don't be nervous and play the high and mighty, for now we are on the same level. Look here, my little girl. Let me offer you a glass of something extra fine.
0: Opens drawer of table and takes out wine bottle, then fills two glasses that have been already used. Where did you get that wine? From the
2: cellar. My father's burgundy? (laughs) What's
1: the matter? Isn't that good enough for the son-in-law? And I drink beer, I. That only goes to prove that your taste is poorer than mine. Thief!
2: Do you intend to tattle? No, accomplice to a house thief. Was I intoxicated? Have I been walking in my sleep this night? Midsummer night, the night for innocent play.
0: Innocent, ah! Pacing Back and Forth
2: is there a being on earth so miserable as I? Why
1: are you after such a conquest? Think of Kristin in there, don't you think she
2: has feelings too? I thought so a little while ago, but I don't any more. A servant is a servant.
0: And a whore is a whore Julie falls on her knees with clasped hands.
2: Oh God. In heaven, end my wretched life. Save me from this mire into which I'm sinking. Oh, save me. Save me.
1: I can't deny that it hurts me to see you like this.
2: And you who wanted to die for me.
1: In the oat bin. Oh, that was only talk.
0: That is to say, a lie. Beginning to show sleepiness.
1: Uh, Almost. I believe I have read something of the sort in a newspaper about a chimney-sweep who made a death-bed for himself of syringa blossoms in a wood-bin, ha (laughs) ha, because they were going to arrest him for non-support of his children. So you are such a— What better could I have hit on? One must always be romantic to capture a woman. Wretch!
2: Now you have seen the eagle's back and i suppose i am to be the first limb and the limb is rotten without seeming to hear and i am to be the hotel signboard and i the hotel and sit behind the desk and allure guests and overcharge them oh that'll be my business that a soul can be so degraded you Now look to your own soul lackey servant stand up when i speak lackey eh do you think you have shown yourself finer than any maid servant tonight? Crushed. That's right. Strike me, trample on me. I deserve nothing better. I have done wrong, but help me now. Help me out of this, if there is any possible way. Jean
0: softened somewhat.
1: I don't care to shirk my share of the blame, but. Do you think any one of my position would ever have dared to raise his eyes to you if you yourself had not invited it? Even now I am astonished. And proud. Why not? Although I must confess that the conquest was too easy to be excited. Go
2: on, strike me again.
1: Rising. No, forgive me, rather, for what I said. I do not strike the unarmed, least of all a woman. But I can't deny that, from a certain point of view, it gives me satisfaction to know that it is the glitter of brass, not gold, that dazzles us from below, and that the eagle's back is grey like the rest of him. On the other hand, I'm sorry to have to realize that all I have looked up to is not worthwhile, and it pains me to see you fallen lower than your cook, as it pains me to see autumn blossoms whipped to pieces by the cold rain and transformed into... DIRT.
2: You speak as though you were already my superior.
1: And so I am, for I can make you a countess, and you could never make me a count. But I am born of a count. That you can never be. That is true, but I can be the father of counts. If— But you
2: are a thief. That I am not.
1: (laughs) There are worse things than that, and for that matter when I serve in a house I regard myself as a member of the family. A child of the house, as it were. And one doesn't consider it theft if children snoop
0: a berry from full bushes. With renewed passion.
1: Miss Julie, you are a glorious woman. Too good for such as I. You have been the victim of an infatuation, and you want to disguise this fault by fancying that you love me. But you do not, unless perhaps my outer self attracts you. And then your love is no better than mine. But I cannot be satisfied with that and your real love I can never awaken. Are you sure of that? You mean that we could get along with such an arrangement? There's no doubt about my loving you. You're beautiful, you're elegant.
0: Goes to her and takes her
1: hand. Accomplished, lovable when you wish to be, and the flame that you awaken in man does not die easily. Puts arm around her you are like hot wine with
0: strong spices and your lips tries to kiss her julie pulls herself away slowly leave me i'm not to be won
2: this way
1: how then not with caresses and beautiful words not by thoughts for the future to save humiliation how then
2: how i don't know i don't know i shrink from you as i would from a rat but I cannot escape from you. Escape with me! Escape. Yes, we must
0: escape. But I'm so tired. Give me a glass of wine. Jean fills a glass with wine. Julie looks at her watch. We must talk it over first, for we still have a little time left. She empties the glass and puts it out for more.
2: Don't drink too much. It'll go to your head. What harm
0: will that do?
1: what harm it's
2: foolish to get intoxicated but what did you want to say we must go away but we must talk first that is i must speak for until now you have done all the talking you have told me about your life now i will tell you about mine then we will know each other through and through before we start on our wandering together
1: one moment pardon think well whether you won't regret having told your life's secrets "'Aren't you my friend?'
2: "'Yes. Sometimes. But don't depend on me.' "'You only say that. And for that matter I have no secrets. You see, my mother was not of noble birth. She was brought up with ideas of equality, woman's freedom and all that. She had very decided opinions against matrimony, and when my father courted her she declared that she would never be his wife.' but she did so for all that. I came into the world against my mother's wishes, I discovered, and was brought up like a child of nature by my mother, and taught everything that a boy must know as well. I was to be an example of a woman being as good as a man. I was made to go about in boys' clothes, and take care of the horses, and harness, and saddle, and hunt, and all such things. In fact, all over the estate women's servants were taught to do men's work with the result that the property came near being ruined. And so we became the laughing-stock of the countryside. At last my father must have awakened from his bewitched condition, for he revolted, and ran things according to his ideas. My mother became ill—what it was I don't know, but she often had cramps and acted queerly, sometimes hiding in the attic or the orchard, and would even be gone all night at times. Then came the big fire which of course you have heard about—the house, the stables, everything was burned under circumstances that pointed strongly to an incendiary, for the misfortune happened the day after the quarterly insurance was due, and the premiums sent in by father were strangely delayed by his messenger, so that they arrived too late.
0: She fills a wine-glass
2: and drinks. Don't drink any more. Oh, what does it matter? My father was utterly at a loss to know where to get money to rebuild with— Then my mother suggested that he try to borrow from a man who had been her friend in her youth, a brick manufacturer here in the neighbourhood. My father made the loan, but wasn't allowed to pay any interest, which surprised him. Then the house was rebuilt. JULIE DRINKS AGAIN Do you know who burned the house? HER ladyship, YOUR MOTHER. (laughs) DO YOU KNOW WHO THE BRICK MANUFACTURER WAS?
1: YOUR MOTHER'S LOVER. DO YOU KNOW WHOSE MONEY IT WAS? just a moment that
2: i don't know it was my mother's the count's that is to say unless there was a contract there was no contract my mother had some money which she had not wished to have in my father's keeping and therefore she had entrusted it to her friend's care who kept it quite right he held on to it all this came to my father's knowledge he couldn't proceed against him wasn't allowed to pay his wife's friend and couldn't prove that it was his wife's money That was my mother's revenge for his taking the reins of the establishment into his own hands. At that time he was ready to shoot himself. Gossip had it that he had tried and failed. Well he lived it down, and my mother paid full penalty for her misdeed. Those were five terrible years for me, as you can fancy. I sympathized with my father, but I took my mother's part, for I didn't know the two circumstances. Through her I learned to distrust and hate men. And I swore to her never to be a man's slave. But you became engaged to the lieutenant-governor. Just to make him my slave. But that he didn't care to be. He wanted to be, fast enough. But I grew tired of him.
1: Yes, I noticed that.
2: In the stable-yard. What do you mean? I saw how he broke the engagement. That's a lie. It was I who broke it. Did he say he broke it? The wretch? I don't believe that he was a wretch. You hate men, Miss Julie. Most of them. Sometimes one is weak. You hate me. Excessively. I could see you shot. Like a mad dog.
1: Exactly. But there is nothing here to shoot with. What shall we
2: do, then?
0: Rousing herself. We must get away from here.
2: Travel. And torture each other to death? No, to enjoy a few days, a week, as long as we can, and then to die. Die? How silly. I think it's better to start the hotel.
0: Not heeding him.
2: By the lake of Como, where the sun is always shining, where the laurel is green at Christmas and the oranges glow. The lake of Como
1: is a rain hole. I never saw any oranges there except on fruit stands. But it's a good resort, and there are many villas to rent to loving couples. That's a very paying industry. You know why? They take leases for half a year at least, but they usually leave in three
0: weeks. Naively. Why after three weeks?
1: Why? They quarrel, of course. But the rent must be paid all the same. Then you relet, and so one after another they come and go. But there is plenty of love, although it doesn't last long. Then you don't want to die with me? I don't want to die at all, both because I enjoy living and because I regard suicide as a crime to him who has given us life then you believe in god yes of course i do and i go to church every other sunday
2: but i'm tired of all this and i'm going to bed do you think i would allow myself to be satisfied with such an ending do you know what a man owes to a woman he hits
0: jean takes out a silver coin and throws it on the table
2: allow me i don't want to
1: owe anything to anyone
0: pretending not to notice the insult do you know what the law demands
1: I know that the law demands nothing of a woman who seduces a man.
2: Again not heeding him? Do you see any way out of it but to travel, wed, and separate? And if I protest against this misalliance?
1: Misalliance? Yes, for me. For, you see, I have a finer ancestry than you, for I have no firebug in my family. How do you know? You can't prove the contrary. We have no family record except that which the police keep. But your pedigree I have read in a book on the drawing-room table. Do you know who the founder of your family was? It was a miller whose wife found favor with the king during the Danish war. Such ancestry I have not.
2: This is my reward for opening my heart to anyone so unworthy, with whom I have talked about my family honor.
1: Dishonor? Yes, I said it i told you not to drink because then one talks too freely and one should never talk
2: oh how i repent all this if at least you loved me for the
1: last time what do you mean shall i weep shall i jump over your riding-whip shall i kiss you lure you to lake como for three weeks and then what do you want anyway this is getting tiresome but that's the way it always is when you get mixed up in women's affairs Miss Julie, I see that you are unhappy. I know that you suffer, but I can't understand you. Among my kind there is no nonsense of this sort. We love as we play. When work gives us time, we haven't the whole day and night for it, like you.
2: You must be good to me, and speak to me as though I were a human being. Be one yourself. You spit on me and expect me to stand it. Help me, help me, only tell me what to do, show me a way out of this. In Heaven's name, if I only knew myself. I have been raving, I have been mad, but is there no means of deliverance? Stay here at home and say nothing, no one knows. Impossible, these people know it, and Kristen. They
1: don't know it, and could never suspect such a thing. Hesitating.
2: But it might happen again. That is true. And the consequences? Frightened? Consequences?
1: Where were my wits not to have thought of that? There's only one thing to do. Get away from here immediately. I can't go with you or they will suspect. You must go alone, away from here, anywhere. Alone? Where? I cannot. You must. And before the Count returns, if you stay, we know how it will be. If one has taken a false step, it's likely to happen again, as the harm has already been done, and one grows more and more daring until, at last, all is discovered. Write the count afterward and confess all, except that it was I. That he could never guess, and I don't think he'll be so anxious to know who it was anyway.
2: I will go if you'll go with me.
1: Are you raving again? Miss Julie running away with her coachman. All the papers would be full of it, and that the count
2: could never live through. I can't go. I can't stay. Help me, I'm so tired, so weary. Command me, set me in motion. I can't think any more. can't act. See now
1: what creatures you aristocrats are! Why do you bristle up and stick up your noses as though you were the lords of creation? Very well, I will command you. Go up and dress yourself, and see to it that you have travelling money, and then come down. She
0: hesitates go immediately she still hesitates he takes her hand and leads her to door speak gently to me jean a command
1: always sounds harsh feel it yourself now exit
0: julie jean draws a sigh of relief seats himself by the table takes out a notebook and pencil and counts aloud now and then until christine comes in dressed for church
3: "'My heavens, how it looks here. "'What's been going on?'
1: "'Oh, Miss Julie dragged in the people. "'Have you been sleeping so soundly that you didn't hear anything?'
3: "'I've slept like a log.'
1: "'And already dressed for
3: church?' "'Yes.' "'Sleepily?' "'Didn't you promise to go to early service with me?'
1: "'Yes, quite so. "'And there you have my stock in front.
0: "'All right.' "'He seats himself.' Christine putting on his stock. Sleepily. What is the text today? St.
3: John's Day. It is, of course, about the beheading of John the Baptist.
1: I'm afraid it will be terribly long drawn out that... Hey, you're choking me. I'm so sleepy. So sleepy.
3: What have you been doing up all night?
1: You are actually green in the face. I've been sitting here talking to Miss Julie. Oh, you don't know your place. Pause. Listen, Kristin. Well? It's queer about her when you think it over.
0: What is queer? The whole thing. Pause. Kristin looks at half-empty glasses on table. Have you been drinking together?
3: Yes. For shame. Look me in the eye. Yes. Is it? possible is it
0: possible after reflecting
1: yes it is
3: Ugh! that i would never have believed for shame
1: for shame you are not jealous of her
3: no not of her but if it had been clara or sophie then i would have scratched your eyes out so that is what has happened how i can't understand No, that wasn't very nice. Are you mad at her? No, but with you. That was bad of you. Very bad. Poor girl. Do you know what? I don't want to be here in this house any longer where one cannot respect one's betters.
1: Why should one respect them?
3: Yes, you can say that you are so smart. But I don't want to serve people who behave so. It reflects on one's self,
1: I think. Yes, but it's a comfort they're not a bit better than we. No, I don't think so, for if they are not
3: better, there's no use in our trying to better ourselves in this world. And to think of the Count, think of him who has so much sorrow all his days. No, I don't want to stay in this house any longer. And to think of it being with such as you, if it had been the lieutenant! What's that? Yes, he was good enough, to be sure, but there's a difference between people just the same. No, this I can never forget. Miss Julie, who was always so proud and indifferent to men. One never would believe that she would give herself, and to one like you, she who was ready to have Diana shot because she would run after the gatekeeper's Mongols. Yes, I say it, and here I won't stay any longer, and on the 24th of October I go my way. And then? Well, as we've come to talk about it, It's high time you looked around for something else, since we're
1: going to get married. (laughs) Well, what'll I look for? A married man couldn't get a place like this. No, of course not. But you could take a gatekeeper's job
3: or look for it. Watchman's place in some factory. The government's plums are few, but they are sure. And then the wife and children get a pension. With a
1: grimace. That's very fine, all that. But it's not exactly in my line to think about dying for my wife and children just now. I must confess that I have slightly different aspirations.
3: Aspirations? Aspirations? Anyway, you have obligations. Think of those, you.
1: Don't irritate me with talk about my obligations. I know my own business. He listens. We'll have plenty of time for all this some other day. Go and get ready and we'll be off to church. Listening. Who's that walking upstairs? I don't know, unless it's
3: Clara. Starting to go could never be the Count who has come home without anyone hearing him. Frightened. THE COUNT!
1: I can't believe that! He would have rung the bell!
3: God help us! Never have I been mixed up in anything like
0: this. Exit Christine. The sun has risen and lights up the scene. Presently the sunshine comes in through windows at an angle. Jean goes to door and motions. Enter Julie, dressed for traveling, carrying a small bird-cage covered with a cloth, which she places on a chair. I am ready. Hush! Kristen is stirring. Julie, frightened and nervous, throughout following scene. Does she suspect anything? She knows nothing. But, good heavens, how you look! Why?
2: You're pale as a ghost. Sighs. Am I? Oh, the sun is rising. The sun. And now the Trolls' spell is broken. The Trolls have indeed been at work this night. But, John, listen. Come with me. I have money enough. Plenty? Enough to start with. Go with me, for I can't go alone, to-day, midsummer day. Oh, think of the stuffy train, packed in with the crowds of people staring at me, the long stops at the stations when one would be speeding away. Oh, no, I cannot, I cannot. And then the memories, childhood's memories, of midsummer day, the church decorated with birch branches and syringa blossoms, the festive dinner-table with relations and friends, afternoon in the park, music, dancing, flowers, and games. Oh, one may fly, fly, but anguish and remorse follow in the pack-wagon.
1: I'll go with you. If we leave instantly
0: before it's too late, go and dress then. She takes up bird cage.
1: But no baggage—that would betray us.
0: Nothing but what we can take in the coupe. Jean has picked up his head.
2: What have you there? It's only my canary. I cannot, will not leave it behind.
1: So we are to lug a bird cage with us? Are you crazy? Let go of it.
2: It is all I take from home. The only living creature that cares for me. Don't be hard. Let me take it with me.
1: Let go the cage, and don't talk so loud.
2: Kristen will hear us. No, I will not leave it to strange hands. I would rather see it dead.
1: Give me the creature. I'll fix it.
2: Yes, but don't hurt it. Don't. No, I
0: cannot. Let go. I can. Julie takes the canary from cage. Oh, my little siren. Must your mistress part with you? Be so good as not to make a
1: scene. Your welfare, your life is at stake. So quickly
0: Snatches Bird from her and goes to chopping block and takes up meat chopper. You
1: should have learned how to chop off a chicken's head instead of shooting with a revolver.
0: He chops off the bird's head. Then you wouldn't swoon at a drop of blood. Julie shrieks. Oh kill me too.
2: "'Kill me! "'You who can butcher an innocent bird without a tremble! "'Oh, how I shrink from you! "'I curse the moment I first saw you! "'I curse the moment I was conceived in my mother's womb! "'Come now, what good is your cursing? "'Let's be off!'
0: Julie looks toward Chopping-Block "'as though obsessed by thought of the slain bird.
2: "'No, I cannot.' I must see. Hush! A carriage is passing. Don't you think I can stand the sight of blood? You think I am weak. Oh, I should like to see your blood flowing. To see your brain on the chopping block. All your sex swimming in a sea of blood. I believe I could drink out of your skull. Bathe my feet in your breast, and eat your heart cooked whole. You think I am weak? You believe that I love you, because my life has mingled with yours? You think that I would carry your offspring under my heart, And nourish it with my blood, Give birth to your child, and take your name? Here, you, what are you called? What is your family name? But I'm sure you have none. I should be Mrs. Gatekeeper, perhaps, or Madame Dumpheap. You dog with my collar on. You lackey with my father's hallmark on your buttons. I play rival to my cook. Oh! You believe that I am cowardly and want to run away. No. Now I shall stay. The thunder may roll. My father will return, and find his desk broken in two, his money gone. Then he will ring, that bell, a scuffle with his servant, then send for the police, and then I tell all, everything. Oh, it will be beautiful to have it all over with, if only that were the end. And my father, he'll have a shock and die. And then that will be the end. Then they will place his swords across the coffin, and the count's line is extinct. The serf's line will continue in an orphanage, win honors in the gutter, and end in prison.
1: Now it is the king's blood talking. Splendid, Miss Julie.
0: Only keep the miller in his sack. Enter Christine with prayer-book in hand. Julie hastening to Christine and falls in her arms as though seeking protection. Help me, Christine. help me against this man, cold and unmoved. What kind of performance is this
3: for a holy day morning? What does this mean, this noise and fuss?
2: Christine, you are a woman, and my friend. Beware of this wretch.
0: Jean, a little embarrassed and surprised. While the ladies are arguing, I'll go and shave myself. "'Jean goes, right.
2: "'You must understand me. "'You must listen to me. "'No, I can't understand all this bosh.
3: "'Where may you be going in your travelling dress? "'And he had his hat on, Hey, "'Listen to me, Christian.
2: "'Listen to me and I'll tell you everything.
3: "'I don't want to know anything. "'You must listen to me. "'What about? "'Is it that foolishness with Jean?' "'It doesn't concern me at all. "'That I won't be mixed up with. "'But if you're trying to lure him to run away with you, "'then we must put a stop to it.'
0: "'Nervously.
2: "'Try to be calm now, Kristen, and listen to me. "'I can't stay here, and Jean can't stay here. "'That being true, we must leave. Christine
0: "'Hm-hm!' "'Brightening up.
2: "'But I have an idea. "'What if we three should go? "'Away, to foreign parts?' to switzerland and set up a hotel together i have money you see and jean and i would back the whole thing you could run the kitchen won't that be fine say yes now and come with us there everything would be arranged say yes
0: throws her arms around christine and coaxes her christine cold and reflecting (sighs) julie presto tempo you have never been out and travelled christine
2: You shall look about you in the world. You can't believe how pleasant travelling on a train is. New faces continually, new countries—and we'll go to Hamburg, and passing through we'll see the zoological gardens—that you will like. Then we'll go to the theatre and hear the opera, and when we reach Munich there will be the museum. There are Rubens and Raphaels and all the big painters that you know. You've heard of Munich, where King Ludwig lived—the king you know who went mad. Then we'll see his palace—a palace like those in the sagas and from there it isn't far to switzerland and the alps the alps mind you with snow in midsummer and there oranges grow and laurel green all the year
0: round if jean is seen in the doorway right stropping his razor on the strop which he holds between his teeth and left hand he listens and nods his head favourably now and then julie continues tempo prestissimo
2: and there we'll take a hotel, and I'll sit taking the cash while Jean greets the guests, goes out and markets, writes letters. That will be life, you may believe. Then the train whistles, then the omnibus comes, then a bell rings upstairs, then in the restaurant, and then I make out the bills, and I consult them. You can't think how people tremble when they receive their bill. And you—you can sit like a lady. Of course you won't have to stand over the stove. You can dress finely and neatly when you show yourself to the people. And you with your appearance. Oh, no, I'm not flattering. You can catch a husband some fine day. A rich Englishman, perhaps. They are so easy (laughs) to— Slowing up. To catch. Then we'll be rich, and then we'll build a villa by Lake Como. To be sure it rains sometimes, but— Becoming languid. The sun must shine too sometimes, although it seems dark. And if not, we can at least travel homeward and come back here or some other place listen now does miss julie believe in all this julie going to pieces do i believe in it
0: yes tired i don't know i don't believe in anything any more sinks down on bench and takes head in her hand on table in nothing nothing Christine turns to right and looks toward Jean. So, you intended to run away. Jean, rather shamefaced, comes forward and puts razor on table. Run away?
1: That's putting it rather strong. You heard Miss Julie's project. I think that it might be carried out.
3: Now listen to that. Was it meant that I should be her cook? Sharply.
1: Be so good as to use proper language when you speak of your mistress. Mistress. Yes no here
3: listen to him
1: yes you listen you need to and talk less miss julie is your mistress and for the same reason that you do not respect her now you should not respect yourself
3: i have always had so much respect for myself that you never had any left for others i have never lowered my position let anyone say if they can that the count's cook has had anything to do with the riding-master or the swinherd. let them come and say it Yes, you happen
1: to get a fine fellow. That was your
3: good luck. Yes, a fine fellow, who sells the Count's oats from his stable.
1: Is it for you to say anything? You who get a commission on all the groceries and a bribe from the butcher? What's that? And you can't have any respect for your master and mistress any longer. You! You! Christine glad to change the subject.
3: Are you coming to church with me? You need a good sermon for your actions.
1: No, I'm not going to church today. You can go alone and confess your doings.
3: Yes, that I shall do, and I shall return with so much forgiveness that there will be enough for you, too. The Savior suffered and died on the cross for all our sins, and when we go to him in faith and a repentant spirit, he takes our sins on himself.
2: Do you believe that, Kristen?
3: That is my life's belief, as true as I stand here, and that was my childhood's belief that I have kept since my youth, Miss Julie. And where sin overflows, there mercy overflows too. Oh, if
2: only I had your faith! Oh, if—
3: Yes, but you see that is not given without God's particular grace, and that is not allotted to all that— Who are the chosen? That is the great secret of the kingdom of grace, and the Lord has no respect for persons but there the last shall be first but then he has respect for the last the lowliest person continuing it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven that's the way it is miss julie however now i am going alone and on any way i shall stop in and tell the stable-boy not to let any horses go out in case anyone wants to get away before the Count comes home,
0: good-bye. Exit Christin.
1: Such a devil! And all this on account of your confounded canary!
2: Tired. Oh, don't speak of the canary. Do you see any way out, any end to this? Thinking? No. What would you do in my place?
1: In your place, wait, as a noble lady, as a woman, fallen, I don't know.
0: Yes, now I know. Julie takes a razor from table and makes gestures, saying, this. Yes,
1: but
2: I should not do it, Mark you, for there is a difference between us. Because you are a man and I am a woman, what other difference is there? That
1: very difference, of man and woman.
0: Julie, razor in hand.
2: I want to do it, but I can't. My father couldn't either that time when he should have done it.
1: No, he was right not to do it. He had to avenge himself first.
2: And now my mother revenges herself again through me. Haven't you loved your father, Miss Julie?" Yes, deeply. But I have probably hated him, too. I must have, without being aware of it. And it is due to my father's training that I have learned to scorn my own sex. Between them both they have made me half man, half woman. Whose is the fault for what has happened? My father's? My mother's? My own? I haven't anything of my own. I haven't a thought which was not my father's—not a passion that wasn't my mother's. And last of all, from my betrothed the idea that all people are equal—for that now I call him a wretch. How can it be my own fault, then? Throw the burden on Jesus, as Kristen did. No. I am too proud, too intelligent, thanks to my father's teaching. "'and that a rich man cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. "'That is a lie. "'And Christine, who has money in the savings bank, "'she surely cannot enter there. "'Whose is the fault? "'What does it concern us whose fault it is? "'It is I who must bear the burden and the consequences.'
0: "'Yes, but—' two sharp rings on Bell are heard. "'Julie starts to her feet. "'Jean changes his coat. "'The Count has returned.' "'Think if Kristen has—' "'Goes up to speaking-tube and listens. "'Now he has seen the desk. "'Jean speaking in the tube. "'It is Jean, Excellency. "'Listens.
1: "'Yes, Excellency. "'Listens. "'Yes, Excellency. "'Right away, immediately, Excellency.
2: "'Yes, in half an hour.' "'In great agitation. "'In heaven's name, what did he say?'
1: "'He wants his boots and coffee in a half hour.'
2: In half an hour, then. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm incapable of feeling. Not able to be sorry. Not able to go. Not able to stay. Not able to live. Not able to die. Help me now. Command me. I will obey like a dog. Do me this last service. Save my honour. Save his name. You know what I have the will to do, but cannot do. You will it and command me to execute your will. I don't know why, but
1: now I can't either. I don't understand myself. It's absolutely as though this coat does it. But I can't command you now. And since the Count spoke to me, I can't account for it. But, oh, it's that damned servant in my back. I believe if the Count came in here now and told me to cut my throat, I would do it on the spot
2: make believe you are he and i you you could act so well a little while ago when you knelt at my feet then you were a nobleman or haven't you ever been at the theatre and seen the hypnotist
0: jean Notes.
2: he says to his subject take the broom and he takes it he says sweep and he sweeps
1: then the subject must be asleep
2: Ecstatically. I sleep already. The whole room is like smoke before me, and you are like a tall black stove, like a man clad in black clothes with a high hat, and your eyes gleam like the hot coals when the fire is
0: dying, and your face a white spot like fallen ashes." The sunshine is coming in through the windows and falls on Jean. Julie rubs her hands as though warming them before a fire it is so warm and good and so bright and quiet jean takes razor and puts it in her hand
1: there's the broom go now while it's bright out to the hay-loft and
0: he whispers in her ear rousing herself thanks
2: and now i go to rest but tell me this the foremost may receive the gift of grace "'Say it, even if you don't believe it.'
1: "'The foremost?' "'No, I can't say that. "'But wait, Miss Julie. "'You are no longer among the foremost, "'since you are of the lowliest.'
2: "'That's true. "'I am the lowliest, "'the lowliest of the lowly. "'Oh, now I can't go. "'Tell me once more that I must go.' "'No, now
1: I cannot either. "'I I cannot.' don't think. You take my strength from me, too, so that I become cowardly. What? I I thought I heard the bell. No. Be afraid of the sound of a bell. But it's not the bell. It's someone behind the bell. The hand that sets the lull in motion. And something else that sets the land in motion. But stop your ears. Stop your ears. Then he will only ring louder and Keep on ringing until it is answered,
0: and then it is too late. Then come the police, and then— Two loud rings on bell are heard. Jean falls in a heap for a moment, but straightens up immediately. It is horrible, but there is no other way. Go. Countess Julie goes out resolutely. Curtain End of Part Two End of Countess Julie by August Strindberg